You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today, I talked to a zookeeper, and he talked a little bit about what the daily schedule is like taking care of animals and what that has been like for him and his life. Uh, He was super passionate about his job, and I really hope that you kind of get a little bit about what is it like taking care of animals and being a zookeeper. All right, let's get started with the episode. The first question I usually ask everybody is, what is your job title? Uh, my official job title is zookeeper. Um, that's pretty much it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so can you like kind of elaborate more? So what's the job description? What do you do? Yeah, so it's pretty interesting, actually. So first things first during the day is you, you get up very early. Um, this is a job where if you like to sleep in, this might not be for you um, because those animals depend on you. So you get there probably around, we got there normally around 6 o'clock, um, and we first start making diets. That's what we call them, uh, where I work at. And the diets normally consist of many different things, um, ranging from grains to fruits to vegetables, even hard-boiled eggs sometimes. Um, and then after that, we do what's called the feed-out for AMs. Um, feeding out is, is exactly what it sounds like. You feed all the animals in your section of the zoo. So there's not really... You don't do the entire zoo, you do uh, sections of it. So what I would normally do is the petting zoo section. Um, So that's sort of like the back end of the zoo. It's for, for, that's where you normally start out, get your experience, then you move on to different sections of the zoo with um, more exotic animals, you know. So after that, after you're done feeding out, then you basically do maintenance and upkeep of all the exhibits. one of my favorite things was enrichment, which is when you make the animal think um, and it helps them kind of like act in their own character. Um, so enrichment ideas can range from just giving a box to a lion and letting them play with the box or hiding fruit inside of a inside of a ball or something and having the, you know the animal reach in there, grab it and trying to figure a way to get it out. Um, and then we do what's called PMs, and then it's the evening feeding time, and then we wrap up for the day. Mm. So what kind of animals do you personally work with most of the time? So the petting zoo area is going to be pretty much exactly what it sounds like. The petting zoo, <laughs> so like goats, um, sheep, there's, don- there's a donkey, there's a miniature horse, um, and then the petting zoo area also includes like there's some red rough lemurs, there's ringtail lemurs, uh, there's an otter, the entire aviary, which is all the ducks, the doves, uh, pigeons, and geese. There's the capybara. Um, let's see. There's a couple, a couple of other, you know, just normal, normal type animals like reptiles and stuff, uh, which we have in our reptile house, which is part of part of what I do as well. Uh, pigs and toucans and stuff, and that's pretty much the general idea of that area that's almost all of the animals actually in that area Mm -hmm. so did you always know that you wanted to work with animals and be working in a zoo from an early age (laughs) no that that's everyone always asks asks me that um and the answer is no actually i when i started college i started to to major in finance 
didn't do well. So I was like, okay, let me find something else. Well, then I got really involved into I, into into politics, um, and I had my my heart was to set on like um, a lawyer, but it wasn't going to be like you know a defense lawyer or a home court lawyer or whatever. It was going to be something for you know the coastal wetlands or the environment or something. Um, and then I found this internship at where at the zoo, applied for it, got it, and then. I realized, like my second day there, I realized, okay, this is this is what I have to do with my life. So after that, I busted my butt 24, not 24 seven, five days a week, eight to five at at the the internship. It was unpaid, um, so my entire summer was was taken up by this, and I was like, I need to get a job here. So once I got the job, I was like, this this is it. This is what I need to do is animal care. So what made you initially sign up for that internship? I've always had a thing for animals. You know, it's always, always been in the back of my mind. Like, you know, I love my dog. I love my dog a lot. I love being outside. I love animals in general. And then I started reading upon like conservation efforts and stuff like that. I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. So I started reading to the lawyer side of it and seeing if I could get into something like that. And I just I came across it one day and I was like, hmm. A zoo. This is interesting. So I just applied and kind of to see what it was all about. And sure enough, that was something that I really enjoyed. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know you kind of talked about what you do when you get to the zoo, but kind of like, can you like go through like your daily schedule, what you do when you wake up and then when you're like actually doing the job? Sure. Uh, let's see. So Feeding out is it's a lot more difficult than what it sounds like um, because there's so many animals that need their diets and you you can't forget <laughs> you can't forget one so you have to you have to get them all so you the routine is, is pretty simple to me because I I mean I found a way that that works for me um, and we always just ride around on golf carts with the food with us um, so like. The way we feed out is just you you go into the exhibit with the animal and you feed them, but not like by hand. You just kind of give them their their little plate and whatever. Um, and then to make the diets, we get donations from our um, our local superstore, and so we'll get deliveries every week. And then we'll spend you know a couple hours out of the week making these diets, which is sounds easy, but it's really not because some animals can't eat certain things. Uh, you have to cut food a certain way. If if a little tiny, like a little marmoset monkey, he can't eat an entire banana, so you have to chop the banana um, into small little bits. But going and some of these animals, like the giraffes, for example, that's a very tedious task because once you're in the so we have this giraffe barn where they can like go in and out of, and they spend the night sometimes. Um, you have to go in there. You have to climb up a ladder with the grain. You have to feed them. And then once they're done feeding, then you can, what we do is we lock them out. It's called a lockout. Um, and we'll clean the inside. And that's definitely not an easy task because it's an enclosed area. And there's so much stuff on the ground that it takes, like, it'll take 45 minutes to an hour to clean the entire barn. 
just because there's so much stuff. So we, we normally do like group projects, um, which that could be a group project, or we could go fix something out on the field, you know, to get all the team members together. Um, but it's normally like you feed, then once you're done feeding, you go do general maintenance in your exhibits. If something's broken, you go grab something, you can fix it. Um, if like a lock's broken, you'll get a new lock or whatever. But then after you're done with that, then after lunchtime is normally the time where we clean all the dishes, get everything set up to where if we have an hour or so, then we do group projects together and kind of just do big, bigger things that need more hands. And that's, that's the general idea for everyone's job there, really. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of give like examples of what those group projects might be? Yeah, so like for, for one example, we had the group project and it was called Draft Barn. And what we use is like this substrate to where if the giraffes need to release themselves, they go inside and they'll, they'll urinate on this one area and it soaks up all of it. So it's not just sitting on the concrete and it soaks into the, the substrate instead of the concrete. So what we do is we grab, we'll take like huge shovels and just walk behind the shovel and push it down and pick everything up off the ground, um, dump it into these big trash cans and then go dump it and uh, create compost with it actually. And so that's just one example. That To me, that's the, one of the hardest things about the job is is doing something like that um the the big cleaning stuff another group project is to mulch around trees in exhibits so some exhibits will have um these bigger trees and so the leaves will fall obviously in the fall in the fall time um or just you know general generally out throughout the year so we'll go in there we'll rake everything make everything look nice and pretty um and then sometimes we'll even pick it up and mulch in different exhibits to give enrichment to like birds or something that want to play in the in the leaves and stuff so it's just kind of stuff like that um we all get together and, and clean or you know make something look better mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, i kind of want to go back to what you said about college so after you did the internship with the zoo did you continue did you like what did you change your major or what was that process kind of like so Everyone asks me that question too, and it's funny because I have not changed my major. <laughs> I was way too far gone um, in the college, you know, area to kind of restart. I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, get a scholarship for for college, and I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it out uh, to that, so that way I have you know have no debt, obviously. Um, it and so I'm gonna go back and get a special a specialized um, degree. You know, once I start making money and stuff like that, to where it doesn't, because zookeepers are not the highest paid, um, it's not the highest paid job. So yeah, I like to save up before I do something like that. But my right now is just, I have a degree in political science with a minor in history. So nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with the animal yeah. field, but I only had two semesters left. So there was no point in me restarting, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So what do you plan on like doing? Yeah, what would that be like? Yeah, definitely. So zookeeping is a wonderful job. No, there, I have no, like if, if I could do it for the rest of my life, I would. However, it's, it's for some people and it's not for some people. But there's also different specializations inside of zookeeping. Um, so like there's a, a veterinarian that comes in. There's, you know, there's people who design the exhibits. 
So my, my thing is I want to stay in animal care, but I want to end up in a zoo as a vet technician. So I don't, I don't think I'll be able to go back and do veterinary school. That's just a little too much for me. Um, but a vet, a vet tech, you can go back and specialize, specialize uh, with two years of an, of an associate's degree um, in zoos. So a vet tech in zoos is where I really want to end up. <clears throat> so what would you say motivates you on a daily basis to continue doing what you do? Is it just the motivation and just like the heart of wanting to help animals? Is it the pay? Is it, you know, your love for the job? What is it that makes you want to keep doing it? So it's actually a couple of things. Um, <laughs> for one, it's not the pay, but, you know, it's it, I could get paid less and still love my job. That's that's my thing. I wake up and yeah, that's how much I really enjoy um, doing this. But when I wake up in the morning, you know, my my sole purpose is to go there and help those animals. I, in my eyes, I'm their sole caretaker. Without me, they're nothing. So when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I need to go take care of these animals. And then once I get there, I have all these these friends and coworkers that push me to do the best. And so in an environment like that, I, I can't wait to go to work. So. I think my motivation comes from the other motivation, the others motivating me, you know, to do the best. I don't, if I slack off, then that means those animals are not getting their utmost care that they deserve. And that would bother me. So I think that's my, my main, like the animal care aspect is my main motivator. Mm. I guess the next question I'm going to ask you is, what are like some of your fun stories or experiences that you can share from this? I'm assuming there's going to be like a lot of different things from animals. So I'm kind of excited to hear like, what are some of your funny stories or just memorable experiences that you've had? Let's see. <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Um, I have one, it's kind of gross, but it's, it's kind of fun in my eyes. There's, so there's this, this one red rough lemur, um, his name was Rouge, obviously, because he's red. But he really enjoys to sit on your shoulder uh, and eat bananas. So when I'm in there doing my cleaning, I'd have him on my shoulder eating bananas, you know, doing whatever. Would never really pay him any mind. But this was the first time of many that he decided to, you know, relieve himself while. <laughs> um, and it's not. It's very different. Okay, this is gonna sound odd. It's very different, like getting peed on your shoulder than just getting peed on in general. And the only reason I say that is because a horse has decided to pee on me once. Because <laughs> you don't you don't hear it and you don't see it coming. So all of a sudden your back is just really hot, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just standing there, kind of why why is this? And you realize, oh, that's the stench of lemur pee. So yeah, that's one thing that kind of is kind of funny but i have i have one that really this is another motivator um a lot of people say that you know animals are just animals they have no perception of of people they have no perception of you know like attitudes and stuff which i, I working with these animals i completely disagree there's two animals that come to mind one is our giraffe his name is gabriel he 
absolutely loves me. It's unreal. The I can I it's so it's so weird. I can just feel his you know his comfort level around me is a lot different than when he's around you know just regular people looking into his exhibit. Um, anytime he sees me, he's coming over. He's putting down and he's putting his head right next to mine. You know, I gotta give him some pets and stuff, gotta feed him whatever. But anywhere I go, he's following me. He's coming around, he's following me. Um, and so just, you know, just going to work and being able to like connect with these animals is is an experience that I will always be thankful for. Um, and this it's also with these other, another animal, her name was, uh, oh man, what's her name? Uh, her, name her name was Bebe. And she's, she's a spider monkey. She's a black spider monkey. And she is the oldest animal at our zoo. She's 38, I believe, uh, 34, something around there. But she is insanely old. And she has a gastrointestinal problem, which makes her, her stomach bloat. And it looks like she's pregnant all the time. She's one of the sweetest animals that you ever come into contact with. And she knows sign language. So one of the first days that... I got to work on that side of the zoo. Um, I got to meet her and instantly like she came over to me, she sat down and in sign language, when you have your arms crossed across your chest, that means I love you. And so she came over to you, she sat down and she looked at me and she just put her arms across her chest and made like this little squeaking noise. And <laughs> it was one of the most unreal experiences that I've ever had in my it was insane. Just the amount of like trust that she had in us was, was so incredible. You could just she was like, "I'm safe here." So, what like if I go visit her or whatever, she'll come, you know, hobbling over because she's not too fast. She's pretty old, but she'll come hobbling over and she'll sit on her little perch and she'll give me the "I love you" in uh, wow. sign language. It's it's amazing. Wow. So, kind of drawing from that, what would you say is like the easiest part of your job but also like what is the hardest part about your job the easiest part is honestly probably just doing the job it's it's really not a hard job at all um if you don't mind being outside in a kind of a stinky environment then it's 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 worth its while um and obviously the hardest part really to me is losing losing uh, animals and it's gonna happen um, you know you always hear about stories uh, about negligence and stuff which it, it breaks my heart to hear stuff like that but you know if you have certain situations where animals just are they're, they're dying and you can tell then obviously we're gonna put them out of their misery in a very safe and calm way uh, we've lost a couple of, of animals that hit me really hard because they're just they were so sweet and you know they just came up to you and just wanted to be loved by you and it's really like losing a pet honestly which is is they're not pets and I very I condone against owning any of these exotics as pets like the monkeys and stuff but uh, it, it really feels like you're losing a part of the family because at at the, at the zoo we are a family if if you're not part of the family then you can't be working with us because you have to trust each other. Because what if what if something bad happens and you know you need that trust of the other person to have your back? 
So the hardest part is is losing these animals and uh, being able to like condone in your in your uh, in your family of, of zookeepers. That's probably the hardest part of the job. Wow. So what would you say is something that you would change about your job? Something that you might not like as much. Uh, obviously, like not having animals die at all and losing that <laughs> part of the family. But what are some things that you would change that you don't find as pleasant? Like a realistic change? Yeah, just like, yeah. Well, honestly, honest, I'd start off with the pay. We, we do a uh-huh. lot of stuff that, in my eyes, I could see getting paid a lot more for the amount of work we do. But if it, if we're not talking about pay and going to something else, um, I don't know. I, I guess, I, okay, well, this is not realistic. Uh, I don't know. There's not really much that I'd change, honestly. I would... If I could change one, okay, this is a good one. If I could change one thing, it's the public's perception of zoos. Um, they don't know what it's like inside the zoo and how it's run, and they just kind of realize they like think they think oh these animals are in prison basically. That's not true at all. Um, I could go, I could go, I could talk ears off about it, but it would if I could change one thing, it would be that the public's perception of zoos. What would you say is the people that you work around with. So what are some other job titles that you work with? So there's me. Okay, so I'm going to just kind of branch off. There's me as a zookeeper. And then above me is the zoo curator. For that, you have to have a, um, a zoological degree to be able to work in administration. Um, above her is the general manager of the zoo. And then above that is the owner of the zoo. And it's a little different because we're, we're privately owned instead of, you know, government owned. Um, and so the way we run things is a little bit different than a government, a government zoo. Um, we're more, more lax on like restrictions and stuff, but we still run it to up to code with, a what's it called? There's a government agency, um, that comes in and checks this. I, I forgot, but <clears throat> So there's the zoo curator, the generator owner. There's the veterinarian that comes in. There's a zoo veterinarian, as long as uh, a zoo vet tech. And honestly, that that's pretty much it. Other than, you know, front lobby people who work the, the desks and stuff. It's not really a very detailed structure. It's really straight up and down. Owner, general manager, zoo curator, zookeeper, veterinarians and stuff. So... For a teenager that wants to pursue your job field working with animals, what's your advice to them? My advice would be internships, unpaid, you know, volunteer. The, it's a very, very competitive field. If you can find a smaller zoo, go for it. You don't have to go to the biggest and best zoo to be able to get the experience that you need. Um, and just don't slack. I, I've talked to many, many keepers from different zoos that I've visited and, you know, had the pleasure of meeting and their biggest thing is you have to pull your weight. If you, if you're one of those people that just kind of like, okay, I'm going to do 99% effort. That's not enough. You need a hundred percent effort. You can't let anything slack because if you, if you leave that one little lock undone, that's it. That animal's getting out, you know, or something's happening to where an animal could get injured. Um, 
another piece of advice would to be go and talk to these people. Go talk to zookeepers, see what they did, and then you'll get a path to follow. But really, experience is so important. I got extremely lucky with being hired directly from the internship. That normally doesn't happen. The only reason it does happen is because this is a privately owned zoo, um, and we're in a smaller area um, in the United States. But if you're if you're in somewhere like Houston or you know somewhere big like San Diego, I, I would reach out to different areas instead of trying to go for those institutions first and just get your experience. You know, work in animal care, get references, make friends. And that's really the biggest piece of advice that I can give out. Mm -hmm. So what would you say are some traits that are fundamental in your job and will help you succeed? Some personality traits. So you definitely can't be afraid of new things. Um, You have to have the confidence to go in there and say, I'm going to get this done or I'm going to go in there with this animal and, you know, pick up its water bowl that fell on the ground. You, you can't be standoffish to your, your coworkers because you need their, to have their backs and they need to have your back. It, it, it's, a, it's a two-way road. You can't just be going you know, the same way. Um, you, you have to have the, the mentality of when you wake up in the morning is these animals need my care. I'm going to go in there and take care of them. To the best of my ability. I, I think that's the biggest thing. If, if you wake up in the morning and say, ah, I'm not feeling too good today. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take some, take my time and I'm just going to kind of lollygag around. No, you can't do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's unacceptable. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as we near the end of this last question is what does the future look like? I know you kind of talked about being a veterinarian. So what is the process of becoming that after you are a zookeeper? What like just in general, what do you want to do in the future? So in the very near future, um, I'll be having a job at a veterinarian's office. Um, I'll actually be leaving uh, zookeeping. And so once I get to that veterinarian's office, I'll be able to get started with the vet tech and hopefully end up back in a zoo as a vet tech. Mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you so much for doing this definitely learned a lot about what zookeeping is about and i can just tell how much you are passionate about it i've talked to a lot of people and they're pretty passionate about their jobs but for you i feel like you're extremely passionate about working with animals and zookeeping and you really like to do it so i just want to say thank you so much for just taking the time and talking to me today i really appreciate it Um, yeah definitely thank you for having me this is great And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Zookeeping is a really interesting job. And it was super interesting just to hear about what that career is like. And what the passion about taking care of animals is all about. And it was super awesome to just listen to what it's like going behind the scenes of the zoo. Now... Before I go on, I just want to say you can check out the website at majorjobspodcast.com and keep supporting the podcast like you always have been. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. All right, bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.